The following is a very important message. If you're hearing this recording, it means that the first take was terrible and the one following was even worse. Hey, canned meat brain, don't you think it's about time you unpack your crap? Oh, Iris, I do believe you're right. Several months into the new studio, <laughs> you'd think we'd have our stuff together and put away by now. Having your stuff together, that's asking a lot from you. Laugh out loud. Well, we've got nothing else going on. Let's get started. Ugh, this box is a little heavier than I thought it would be. Go! <laughs> My goodness! Crappy! <laughs> the Happy Horror Coffee Break official bear! <laughs> How you been? Ah, uh, you know, existence is pain. About you. That's amazing. How are you still alive? Oh, Iris, you know better than that. Being a demonically possessed entity yourself. <laughs> you can't die. You're trapped forever! Hey, buddy, would you mind putting me up on that shelf? Or ending me. Either works. I do it myself, but I'm just a teddy bear. Oh, we'll just put you up on the happy shelf of wonders. <laughs> oh, the show is really coming together. Boris Eries, bitches. Mahoney. I have seen shit that'll turn you white. You'll be scared stiff too, 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 too. Dodge Mahoney. I bid you well, I bid you Break old time horror radio show. Happy horror coffee break old time break old time That's right. Go ahead, smile. It's funny. <laughs> oh, crappy. What do you think about kicking us off on the first story of the night? It is what it is. Sometimes moving from place to place is inevitable. Most of us would like to be situated in one location, but circumstances don't always allow us to do that. And trying to sleep in a new place doesn't always go according to plan, but trying to sleep in a new place is even harder when you come in contact with the screaming man. Baby! This story is true, and it happened to me on April 2017 in Caracas. My then-girlfriend, now wife, and I had been staying at my mother-in-law's apartment for a few weeks because my mother's apartment where we lived was being remodeled at the time. 
For some context, the apartment where we were staying is located in the fourth floor of a relatively small tin floor building, which was positioned right in front of the city's main highway. I say small because there are very tall buildings in my city, which were as tall as 40 or 50 floors, and the people that lived there in these buildings suffered greatly when the elevators did not work. Imagine going up and down the stairs for 50 or 60 floors. That's a lot of exercise for one day. So there were a lot of things I had to get used to in that place. Chief among them was hearing the sounds of cars, trucks, bikes, flat tires, damaged exhaust pipes, and occasional gunshots that came from the poor neighborhoods that were close to my girlfriend's home, which could be heard during the day and night. In contrast, my mother's neighborhood was usually very quiet especially at night. So I had to change my sleeping habits a little bit, so I usually went to bed quite late at night, usually at midnight or 1 a.m. This apartment was smaller than my apartment, and it was located in a different side of the city. But I didn't care about those things as long as I could get good night's sleep next to my wife, since I suffered from insomnia at times. The first time I came to my wife's apartment, I noticed there was a small hill with a huge tree, some medium, small-sized plants, bushes and patches of grass right next to the highway and it seemed a little creepy to me at night. On that hill I noticed there was a small makeshift aluminum shack. I thought that was a little funny and I thought to myself, self, that's weird. Maybe some hobo or homeless person lives there. If he does, he must be crazy to be living there. On the first two nights I stayed there, even though I could hear the loud sounds of the highway, it took me a while to fall asleep. But fortunately, everything was okay, and I was able to get a good night's sleep on those two days. But the third night, as much as I wanted it to be exactly the same, it was quite different from the first. I remember it was late at night, I think it was midnight or even later, and I was almost sound asleep. I was listening to some horror stories on my cell phone to fall asleep, just like I always did, however crazy that sounds. Suddenly, Susan. I was startled by the ear-piercing screams of some man or woman hurling a long string of F-bombs and other curses at somebody or, or something else. This woke me up right away and scared the hell out of me. At the same time, I thought to myself, Self, what or who the hell was that? And I shook my wife's shoulder and told her, Hey honey, did you hear that? And she was still asleep but responded, Hear what? It was nothing. Go back to bed, honey. However, I heard the curses again, so I decided to investigate what the heck was going on. I got up from bed, rubbed my eyes, put on my slippers, and walked slowly and quietly out of our bedroom towards the balcony, where I could clearly see the highway and the small hill next to it. Now I could still hear the curses more clearly, and it sounded like the voice of some deranged man. Baby! And I thought to myself, Self, maybe I was right and there is indeed a homeless person living in that middle of the hut, eh? I was now standing shirtless in my boxers and slippers on the dark balcony looking at the hill where I saw that metal hut the first day I slept in my wife's apartment. Weirdly enough, I was able to see a small campfire and a barefoot man coming out of the shack. He had long disheveled hair and a long bushy beard. He was shirtless and wearing torn pants that were almost destroyed. He came out of the small shack, he was smoking cigarettes so God only knows what drug he was taking. He was standing on that hill in the dark screaming his lungs out and cursing a lot for some reason while he was looking towards the highway. I thought that this man must be crazy, getting high or drunk enough to be yelling at passing cars or the people or dogs that were all the way on the other side of the highway. And this made me feel terrified and I asked myself, Self, what in holy hell is that guy saying? Isn't he cold? 
Because of this racket, there were some neighborhood dogs barking in this man's direction. I thought it was really strange for someone to scream so much, especially at this late at night. Unfortunately for me, my mother-in-law was a night owl and usually slept in the living room. So she turned on the kitchen's light out of the blue to get some water and went back to sleep which reflected a little bit towards the balcony. I turned my head around and was a little blinded by the light. But at the same time, I was scared that this man would see me staring at him. In that moment, I hid crouched behind the window so the man couldn't see me. But I was horrified when I saw this man walk to the fire and angrily put out the fire with his bare feet. He turned his head around from the highway to look at the other wall of the building and all the while was still cursing out loud. I thought to myself, self, well maybe he's having a bad trip or something. Suddenly, this crazy guy looked up at the building wall and he walked until he was right in front of it and yelled. And then he started to bash his head into the wall until his head was bleeding. And then he kept yelling. The sound it made was terrifying. When he was done, he touched his head with his right hand and cleaned the blood with his chest. And now he looked even crazier than ever. Out of the blue, the guy looked up and noticed I was staring at him, so he yelled at me. Therefore, I was scared to death. So I threw myself under the balcony ceramic floor, and I winced at how cold it was, and I hid there for a while. I thought to myself, self, out of sight, out of mind, right? The crazy guy kept screaming his curses at me, so I decided that was enough for me and quietly crouched back to bed. I felt horrified about what I saw and I couldn't sleep anything at night, since all I could hear was my mother-in-law's snores and the guy screams until 2 a.m. The next day I felt extremely tired because I was not able to rest the night before. So I told my wife about what happened and she told me, At some point you get used to the crazy guy and his screaming. But she didn't believe that the guy bashed his brains into the wall and almost killed himself. So it dawned on me, what if I can hear the guy's screams tonight again? Should I call the cops? Long story short, I decided not to do it because my country's police are basically useless. So I still don't know what to do about this crazy screaming man. His awful screams still give me nightmares. But I know I will look out the balcony at night again. You're driving me crazy. What did I do to you? Please welcome to the show. Producer, promoter, and all-around groovy chick. Magnet. Meta Goodwin. Meta! You're breaking up a little bit. Wait How about this? How about now? <laughs> oh, I'm fine with the character. One, two, one, two. How about now? Yes. Can you hear us now? Um, it doesn't matter. I can, I guess. So, Meta, tell me something. It's nothing. <laughs> what in the goddamn? Now, now, do you have profanity on your show, or is it... Uh, it's, uh, because I can, I can, uh, well, we can work with that. What is your profanity experience? There was a girl in college that had Tourette's. Oh, I do apologize, but we are only accepting personal experiences. Sure, sure. It's all good. It's all good. So, uh, I'm not sure exactly, but I have a friend online that is from Caracas or Caracas. Is this story going to have anything to do with your own personal profanity experiences? We'll see. Well, I'm afraid we don't have time to see, Meta. <laughs> it's a yes or no question. I do have a show to continue. Uh, continuing with the radio show. Right. So, uh, I, uh, oh, uh, I had a question, uh, 
what are you uh, doing next week? Like you, come up with crazy ideas. Next week is going to be a lot more work, but uh, gives me something to do. Oh, well, uh, what is it that you do do? Ha 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 I'm only kidding. But really, what's your job? Retired. <laughs> oh, he's good. Are you looking for another show to host? What I've done recently since, well, I guess now for two weeks and going through May for sure, is I've been booking, you know, scheduling bands to go live on our Facebook page, which has 32,000 likes, uh, nightly at 6 p.m. Oh, well, I'm sure you're aware that we have a band on our show every other week. Tell me, what's your personal review on our musical segment? People seem to be enjoying it. That's what you got? That's your review? Uh, oh, come on, you can give me something. What about a review on tonight's band? Okay. All right, later in the show, we'll be having Dead at Midnight play. I'm sure you've heard of them. I'll have to check them out. What? Never heard of them? Oh, well, you're in for a treat, my friend. Okay, is this the band doing it from a recording, or is it them performing live? Are you suggesting that I can't get a live band for my show? A point of... Oh, cat bite. Stop the presses. Oh, crap! Aries, the venomous cat lady's back! Damn it. Oh, and it looks like she bit him multiple times. Eh, I guess both of them. Uh, uh... Oh, no! The venom delirium is setting in. Minna, stay with us! What band is it? There was a band, Crazy Baldhead is over in the Europe, and when it's all over, those who are just sitting on their bums are not going to have, you know, they're going to have so much more. Hey, you're listening to KCBP. Mira, how many fingers am I holding up? Does not have to be high fidelity. Mira, fingers, count them. One, two, one, two. Oh, Iris, go ignite the incinerator again. Poopy. Of your sister and your mom. Our mission is to listen to you, to get the vision of what you want to do. Special memories will capture in case there is a rapture. Take your wedding pictures up to heaven with you. To planetproductions.com. Buy the pictures that I took of your mom. At to planetproductions.com.